a lot of responsibility for you and me then. It, I guess. With my well, with and or it's going to be a super short show, which it could go either way because my voice. I think I'm about to lose my voice from being outside all night. Uh, this is a preview show. We're only on YouTube and uh, and Twitter. Yeah, um, fuck Facebook. I guess I could share that post around on Facebook. Let us get in really trouble on YouTube to. instantly by me just throwing out the f bomb. Yeah, no shit. Now we're just totally not streaming anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> we're not streaming any place. Everyone has banned us. Nah, Twitter won't ban us. Twitter, Twitter don't ban fucking nobody. Nah, Twitter don't care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a pre-show where we talk about what we're gonna do on the show. There's nothing this week in terms of news. Uh, we were gonna talk about Hawkeye episode three if Adam has seen it. Yeah, but I've look, seen it. Look at these guys just dripping in. Oh, oh, yeah. Look, ooh, look. Oh, I'm glad you guys made it. We you said blocked. we got banned? What? No, I what? got blocked. By who? Oh, well, Facebook. that makes sense. You are a piece of shit. On, I know. On Facebook for some reason. And it's not even like a regular block. It's just I'm not allowed to do any live streams. That's weird. And I'm like, well, I didn't get any alerts, you know, that my live streams were dangerous, you know. I'm sure I'm not going to cause a attempted insurrection or anything you know how can they be it's probably just like simple indecency you know you're you're a very indecent person literally putting his face on the internet no no we're not having that have you seen this guy no we're not doing it uh i it's actually jealousy because my toy collection is better than mark zuckerberg's fuck him um your hair is better too oh for sure that goes without saying what are you talking you have a personality Uh, like data uh, data has way more personality i actually do not like those comparisons because data was an exploration of humanity and people really sort of miss you know how offensive it is to compare zuckerberg and data they're almost like the antithesis of each other you know <laughs> it, when you boil them down a machine that was a human trying to be a machine exactly yeah. exactly uh anyways a light week uh we will have a segment one but uh i do have some news but it's basically just the next X-Men thing and Hawkeye episode three, which, which was damn good. Pretty good. Um, we ain't, it we was ain't, pretty good. We ain't wrecking a challenger. Do we want to tap down? Cause Taylor's already made a comment on how many he wants to see more, no more than five. I think is what he said. The categories we're going to have for our best of year episode, which will come either last week of December, first week of January, whenever we, you know what I mean? I don't want to put any pressure on, on us. You know what I mean? So whenever we get basically is I don't know what the fuck I'm doing for the holidays. So I don't want to make anything. I don't want to make any commitments. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll do that. That sounds about of, right. Five sounds, five, five sounds good. First. Uh, and then I got food news. Big moment of destruction, but it's basically all rumors. Basically, um, yeah. And an OK issue of Shattered Glass. I like They're Gold all Bug. OK. I like. I like I like Goldbug. <laughs> OK. He's got an ego. I like it. He should. If he's he's got, he's got a Napoleon league. complex is oh, what he's sure. got. <laughs> uh, and then we'll do top three with way too many good books this week. Yeah. Like, way too many good th- books. Dude. We've had like weeks where it's like, okay, like what can I like put in a top three? But this week's like, oh man, it's really hard to whittle man, it down. I want to put, I had like at least five, six books that I was like, man, this could easily make, you know, it, even with Avengers number 50, just being all over the place. Like, it's so big. It's up. hard not to be. Um, yeah. It was great. You know, it was really good. Um, but yeah, then we'll do top three. So 
Everybody cool with that? Anything else we want to add or take away? Uh, sounds good. I'm agreeable. Dave, you're, you're the best. Yay! I'm so glad you're here. Good old roll with it, Dave. That's right. All right, well, uh, let's do it. Let's do the show. Yeah, I'm losing my voice. I think mm-hmm. it's outside too much over the weekend. Uh-oh. I hate the outside. I don't like it. I don't like it either. And the weather keeps changing. It was like 70 over the freaking weekend. It's killing me. Thunder and lightning right now. Oh, you got weather? It's another episode of This Geek in Comics, Outright Geekery's comic book shit talk show. Shit talk show! Adam Normal Taylor, aka David. How's it going, gentlemen? Good. Good. Nothing to complain about. Awesome. Uh, Segment one, dude, I didn't do nothing this week. I was so busy with... I mean, I'm still technically moving. You know, setting stuff up, making sure, hanging curtains... You know, once right. we figure out what curtains to get, and it's just really taking a toll. It's definitely time-consuming. On my free time. Uh, Home Alone, we watched that. Uh, we watched another Christmas movie. Oh, Die Hard. We did oh, watch yeah, Die Hard. Oh, yeah, of course. The best uh, Christmas movies. Yeah, Gremlins is on the agenda, you know, all of that course. stuff. Of course. Gotta, go, gotta watch uh, that one, too. Hawkeye is actually shaping up to be one of those sorts of shows right, that we will revisit, you know, annually. For a Christmas thing, it's only two hours. It's basically a movie. You know? I can see that. Basically, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's shaping up to. It's really digging into Christmas. We're going to talk about. You that know, later. I didn't do it this year, but it occurs to me I probably should have got back and watched Wandavision at Halloween. You know, it had the Halloween episode. Oh, and sure, everything. sure, for sure. Uh, Adam said he watched the new Ghostbusters movie. I did. I actually sure? uh, went out into the world. Went the to hell a movie theater. Yeah, no shit. I know. It was really good, actually. I've seen it too. Oh, you seen it too? Go ahead, gentlemen. yeah. You know, um, it was it Bear was pretty contrast. damn good. Um, you know, it's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's Stranger Things and Ghostbusters mixed together, but it's about as good as that mixed together can be. So it is. It is probably a more true sequel than Ghostbusters Two to the original Ghostbusters. Oh, people need to oh, stop with Ghostbusters but, Two. Okay, I get Ghostbusters the nostalgia. Well, but the, I, mean, I like but it. The, it's, it's a, a fun movie to watch. The story, it's a bad, good bad the story movie. But... From Ghostbusters one continues in this Ghostbusters. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, with Gozer. With Gozer. With Gozer. Yeah. Gozer, yeah. Gozer the uh, Gozer. J.K. Simmons makes like a brief appearance in it. Rad. He does. Yeah. He does. Well, that always makes a movie better. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime he shows up in anything, it's good. But uh, yeah, it was it was a it was like a really nice tribute to Harold Ramis too. Nice, nice. Yeah, I heard there was a sort of a tearjerker moment at the end. Yeah, know? yeah. You get to see a uh, weird CGI Harold Ramis. Ooh, never mind. It's a ghost. So Ooh, okay, that might be better. That might he be shows. Better. He shows up in the final. Fight. And then they bust him. No, they don't. They let him go. Okay. Well, it was all a sting operation. They this bust him with emotion. Best, most of all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> motherfucker was uh, undercover with the ghost the whole time. Uh, anybody else do anything cool? This week, uh, not cool, but you know, helping my parents decorate for Christmas, and uh, oh, we watched Netflix. um, a boy called Christmas. It's either a boy called Christmas oh, or a boy is that on Netflix. Christmas. Yeah, it's a Netflix thing. Uh, is that the is it? No, that's uh, that's I'm thinking 8 bit Christmas. 
What is the show you're watching called? It's basically that? like Santa Claus's origin story, one of those types of things, you know. It's not a new idea, but it was fairly well done. David asked, was it Claymation? Is no, it, it was live action. Okay. I was going to say, really? That does not sound like something Taylor would be like, oh, dude, watch this rad claymation. Oh, well, you know, like the old school Rudolph uh, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, I mean, the way I approach most Christmas movies is like, is this an amusing diversion? And I think that this was an amusing diversion. You yeah, know? You I, it's very movie. rare for me to watch a Christmas movie and be like, oh, man, that was fucking awesome. It's something you, you know? can watch with, like, Grandma, you know? Yeah. Just some waste, time wasted. Where, where it doesn't matter if people are talking or you get distracted halfway through, you know? Uh, I have heard about this 8-bit Christmas, which is, like, jingle all the way, but with a Nintendo. Ooh. Something huh. like that. Like, like someone trying to go out and get an NES or something? Yeah, I think or something Switch. Like or something does it, like does it have Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sinbad in it? Oh, I that, think no, Sinbad... Of course not. Dude, nothing has it. Sinbad in it these days. Does it have yeah, Jake Lloyd? You would have heard about it if it had any of the original <laughs> folks in there. So instead of moving right into the news, yes, let's go uh, a little special segment. Later this year, we will be doing our best of 2021. And I don't know. Should we keep it simple? Should we make it strange? Should we make it stupid? Or should we just make it just, you know, straight ahead? Just basic best artist. Best yeah, artist. I mean, my vote would be for the broad categories. Like, what was your favorite okay. TV show this year? What was your favorite movie this year? What was your favorite comic this year? You know, the stuff that's three, like in our wheelhouse, you know? Are we going to do like three of each? Like our top three? I think that would take too long. I think I we think all we just advocate just for one. our number one, you know? Yeah, I, I agree okay. with Taylor on that. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. So only five categories and then five picks. Or we want to yes. do more categories. Five. I mean, it's still like 20 things we're going to have to get through oh, with like, you know, some crossover between us, I'm sure, here and sure, there. But, sure, know. sure. And then we can have just an overall honorable mentions. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. We all can all right, just so. like talk up like other stuff that we didn't make our number For one, sure. but we still really liked. Definitely. Definitely. That'll don't want to leave anyone category. out in the cold on Christmas. Do we want to combine TV and movie? No, we don't want to do that. No. Nah, those can be separate. So best TV show, of course. Uh, best movie. Uh, and then we're comics, so do we want to do – what do we want to do there? Best uh, – see, this is a segment that was supposed to be really long, and we're, I can feel like we're almost done with this segment. <laughs> okay. Uh, Sorry we're not filling out the I time. Know, I know. <laughs> well, you, I tried best, to take it off in weird tangents at the best, beginning. Okay, well, best hey, we can Marvel do like and best book, like, series and, best, and also best single issue maybe if that's you know, something we could do. Do you want to do best, best writer and best artist? We can do that, sure. And then best best single issue. We Man, should definitely do best single issue. Man, I don't know about best single issue, but that issue of, of Rob. I don't know. There are a couple of standout issues that definitely come to mind this year. I feel like only like, one like immediately comes to mind. My my two in it, there's two that I have like initially like off the top of my head that are probably my contenders. But well, I, I we'll need save to that for later because I, guess. I will not have any. I don't have any ideas. I only have one idea. Oh, do you want me to but, say them right now? Not we don't, you don't have to. Okay. Uh, so best single issue. Do we want to go best series, which would include mini or ongoing? I would do that. Okay, yes. best series. And then I feel like writer and artist would probably get like absorbed into series. So like I feel yeah, like it's you're better to wrong. do series. You're not wrong there, but I'm not sure if for me best series would the the writer on the on my favorite series. You know, the series that I consider to be the best 
would be the best writer of the year because my choice for best writer just has more of a of a library of work that came out in 2021 than what I would consider my bet the best series. You know what I mean? I feel like it's either it's either going to be Mark Russell or James Tinian for you. I'm kind of feeling Jeff no. Tom or Taylor. Tom Taylor, yes. Oh, Tom Taylor's another good choice. Man, yeah. you know what? That is a good, maybe we should do that like, because there are a lot of really good contenders for that. Yeah, because he's not he's writing some great books, but they're not my favorite book of the year. You know, that's but fair. James, but James really Tynion impressive. Writing, like he has probably has the most impressive spread, though. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we'll do best series and then best writer and best artist. So if you do best writer, we have to do best artist. Do we want to do like best letterer? Now Let's not get too weeds. much into the no, yeah. no, no, best letter. <laughs> All right, so we got best TV show, best movie, best single issue, best series, best writer, best artist. That seems these, good to me. This is what we consider best and or favorite, or are we going with because that's two different things? You know, let's not split hairs on that. My Just favorite movie is not what I would call the best movie. On that's this a good podcast, distinction. That is podcast. That is an excellent well, distinction. You can make. when you make when you pick your number one, you can tell us whether or not it's your number one favorite yeah. or if it's the just the best. It's the and best. You know, fucking Matrix will be out by the time we do this show. So I, I really have a feeling. That's true. Matrix We're like uh, within a couple weeks of that now. Yeah. Yeah. I really think Matrix is going to be the best movie of the year. It's got high high hopes, but my favorite movie of the year is not going to be The Matrix. I don't care how good it is. It's not going to be my favorite movie of the year. All right, so there you go. Uh, TV show, movie, single issue, series, writer, artist. So we kept it to five. I think single issue kind of pushed us over the top, but that's really one that that you got to hit, you know? You got to hit that one. All right, cool. Well, there you go. Cool. Look forward to that later this year, within the next few weeks, or the first of next year. Uh, yeah, whatever. Maybe we'll see. I don't know how this, the holidays are going to. Whenever go. we find time. Whenever it may be February. Who the fuck knows? Uh, let's do news. And now here's Goma with the news. I got, I got nothing for news this week. It nothing was very for news. news. You did the intro package for nothing for little. I really nothing. did. Uh, there's rumors that Dark Horse is going to get sold, but that's not really big. There, news. Yeah, so that's no, that's just rumors. Um, but Marvel has announced the next leg in the whole X Men legacy that's going on since Hickman's new status quo. Um, it's the destiny of X. And it's sort of being promoted as different possible potential, maybe futures. Yeah. All the promo images are like different characters with different backgrounds. And one would have to assume, right? Like different possible branching futures or some so sort of thing. X-Men yeah. future state. There's a variant. Uh, Don't. You've already ruined it. Now you've ruined it. Well, it. <laughs> Just statistically, <laughs> even if that is what they're doing, it has to be better, right? It right. has to be better. I believe that it'll be better. I, I'm just throwing that out there to to piss Gomer off. So is that Wolverine with like Warlock? Because that yes. actually does look pretty good. It does look like that. It, it's either War. I mean, it, that's I, Warlock. It that's totally Warlock. Warlock, but Warlock is just a sentient, a, a an individualized sentient from the, the uh, phalanx. Like, yeah, the phalanx virus. Which is kind of a virus still, but not really. It's a techno-organic virus. 
similar yeah. to the one that uh, Cable's got. But, he, he can yeah, turn it doesn't look like Wolverine's sword, being so... overrun by it. So, yeah, it does. But that, that looks I mean, like honestly, that bad. character is a brilliant inclusion for uh, Cypher because Cypher can't do shit in a fight. And so they gave him, like, a permanent bodyguard, you know? And they did it again. Now he got Bay. Uh, True. It's yeah. just beautiful right here. So this tells nice. me absolutely goddamn nothing about what's going on. These are all right. just, like, glamour shots of Storm. And that's not yeah. a complaint. They look yeah. great. Yeah, they but, do look like, good. I don't awesome. know what, like, what strange future is this? Like, they're right. all just, like, zoomed in on her face. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah, going on right. there. <laughs> John so Carter. So it's John pretty Carter's Queen of Mars. Uh, my favorite is the Hope one, because Hope has actually lived that middle future, which is really cool. But the Magneto one is great, too, because it's... Yeah. Uh, you can sort of tell his mood by what he's wearing, you know? He's one of those sorts. Well, the middle yeah, one, the middle one looks like that, he's yeah. floating buildings. That looks like a yeah. bus in buildings. So yeah. it looks like he's either, like, you know, leading Krakoa, or he's going back to his old ways, or he's, like, hanging out in, like, the fucking apocalypse wasteland, whatever. Well, on that third one in the black costume, he's dropping the helmet, which is almost like he's defeated. He's you giving know? up. And I don't ever, I don't know if I remember a story where, Mag, well, outside of the Ultimate Universe, where Magneto gave up, you know? So, yeah, big plans, always big plans in the X-Verse. Uh, the Hickman, you know, era has been so good, and we want it to continue, but it's not. But maybe it, it is in spirit, so we are hopeful. So look for that, 2022. Uh, and then Hawkeye. Hawkeye Episode 3, Echoes. Takeaways. Everybody watch it. Everybody. Yes. Watch it. Yep. I watched yeah. it. It was cool. This man. is fucking awesome, man. We great. got that Pym arrow time. in this. Oh yeah. It was I don't not know how that, that but love it. That, I don't know how that bridge was undamaged, but I'm not gonna. Dude, not gonna question. that's one of those. Don't worry the, about it. Yeah. Just let it be cool type of moments. I'm not gonna pick nits. Over <laughs> I, that. Love, yeah, I love the fact that he's pulling the arrows out. Says, "Don't use this one. Don't use this one." And she's like, "There's yeah, four right. arrows more dangerous yeah. than that." Um, but you know, getting beyond that, I really loved this episode's use of sound or its lack of sound. Yes. You know, because there's multiple characters in this uh, episode who are deaf or um, just yeah, or hearing impaired, or hearing impaired. hearing impaired. Sure. Um, yeah, and, you know, you just, it does a great way of showing how they have to deal with it on a day-to-day or, or during an action scene. Yeah, uh, and also, then it had a really, really, that car chase was just amazingly well shot. Yeah, the car yeah. chase was good because the car chase is straight out of the fraction, uh, aha run of my life as a weapon, and it was perfect. Uh, yeah, that car chase scene from beginning to end, like, between like all the arrow play and of course all the trick arrows yep. and you know genuinely good uh car stunts you know um, yeah it was I a really the awesome work in scene. that the way the yeah. way it was spinning around but it you know it's it was yeah, for... one constant scene with the, yeah. the camera yep. spinning and you, you just got to see how everything organically evolved around the car that you're in also yes. it's great at it putting was. you in the action yeah it was very very well done and then we got to have like the big like you know uh, oh, what's the I, let's call it a fan service moment, right? Where like they do the damn Pym arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, there was comic book fan service in this too. Like, as soon as they get out and they go to that car, that's the car that they're in. In my life a- as a weapon, and then mm-hmm. he's like, "No, let's get in the other car." And then that car still gets blown up. He's bitching about that car, you know, getting smashed up in that comic, which was really cool. And I think that's my biggest takeaway so far for, from Hawkeye, besides the fact that it's like a cr- new Christmas, 
you know, holiday classic. Oh yeah, and they did like uh, Blair the Christmas music during the car chase too, which yes. was kind of. And they're in like the tree lot, the Christmas tree lot, and that was great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, there's that moment. They're... Are you going to be home for Christmas, Daddy? Where she's they're you know, putting writing... James Bond to shame with all those gadgets. Yeah, right. All those trick right. arrows. Right. Uh, do you think Uncle is the kingpin? I no. Feel like... I... I don't think they're going to do that. They definitely want us to think that, at least, I want to say. Uh, I don't, I, I mean, they're definitely, it's hard to say, dude. It's hard to say. I feel like it's got to be someone, otherwise, why tease it out, you know? But is it going to be the someone that everyone is saying it's the someone because of the TV? We know it's going to be someone from our comic, our Marvel universe, the comic universe, just like Jacques. Oh, well, like, do I know if it's Vincent D'Onofrio being Kingpin again? I have no idea. Maybe. They can't do I, it. I don't think. Well, I'm. I'm not going to rule it out. You can't like, do Kingpin, at least not until that man passes away, without Danafrio. You just can't. I mean, they can. The best part of the Netflix, all the Netflix. Shows. Yeah, but that's dead and gone now. Nobody is, cares about but that anymore. That is the one I mean, part that's. But sick. Marvel has connect. demonstrated that they're willing to bring back actors from other movies. They are. Sure, they are. Sure. You know, I mean, Spider-Man: No Way Home is the proof of that. I, yeah. No shit. So I, I think well, this would be like incorporating non-multiversal stuff, though. So it's a little different, but but still, though, like of all the castings throughout all these Marvel properties, his is one of the standouts. There's a lot of really good ones. Their casting department is really good across the board, but he is one of the very well, best. Let's Nafrio just say, like, we, we've yeah. gotten all of these Marvel movies, all these MCU shows, but honestly. There's only been a handful, and not even that, of really good Marvel villains. You have yeah. Thanos, you have Loki, and then you have the King. I don't King. even count Loki anymore. Yeah. No, Killmonger on that list, but yeah. Yeah, I'll put Killmonger, Killmonger on that list. I'll put Killmonger on that list. Kill, I wanted Killmonger to win. I know he's a villain, but I, I really, you know, related with the villain. But, On speaking yeah, of right. villains, at least they're for now, this shit. was a really great introduction to Echo. Oh my um, god! In an antagonistic perfect. role here, it was perfect. So good. I don't think Echo will remain the antagonist. The I doubt it. Series. Oh yeah. no, she's gonna end up. She'll have her heel face turn by the end, I'm sure. Yeah. And it may not be a complete turn because we're still not sure what's happening, like with the post credit scene in um, Black Widow with Yelena going and hooking up with. Julia Louise Dreyfus character, which I can never. Oh, count so we think as... Echo might be on like the yes. Thunderbolts as well. Are we, we going to call this the Thunderbolts or no? Dark I don't want to. I I'm I don't want to call them the Thunderbolts. Dark Avengers. Jim or, or General Ross has to be involved for it to be a Thunderbolt. If he's involved, then sure. Otherwise, no. And I want Red Hulk. Okay, damn it, I want my fucking Red Hulk. Uh, no, nobody wants yes, Red Hulk. Dude, yes. nobody wants Red Hulk. Red Hulk was great except for the bait and switch. Yeah, okay, Red Hulk was good. Knew, and the writer kept lying about who it was. That's the Man, worst part. I, this is petty, but I really would have liked it a lot better if he kept his mustache when he turned into the Hulk. <laughs> yeah, right. I think they've updated that. I think in the comics he does now keep the mustache. Well, they couldn't have it at first because that would have been a dead giveaway for that stupid exactly, red herring exactly. that they've kept running around with the whole time. I think they've changed that where he does keep his his mustache. But I, yeah, I don't know. That's where I'd like to see her go. And we all know she's eventually going to become Ronin. Um, in the comics, there's a very special thing that they do with with Echo, with Maya Lopez. And it's sort of the tattoo, the hand, the handprint tattoo. And they did it in. And that's a that's. 
only a callback to the comics. No one else anywhere would understand that moment where her dad dying there reaches up and puts his hand on her face and it leaves that blood stain on her face. Dude, I was like, yeah, that is a direct call out, direct shout out to the comic fans. It was fantastic. It was great. Um, but yeah, she's destined to become Ronin uh, by the end of this and I'm stoked to see it. I'm Yeah, this show's for real. None of the damn Marvel shows have let down thus far. No, no they've all no, been they've good. All been pretty good. Yeah, yeah. they've... Like, even the weakest among them, I would say, was What If. But even then, I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, it was fun. By the end, I was blown away by What If. When I yeah, didn't realize um, by the end they were all going to bring everything together, I was blown away. I was like, wow, that's an anthology with a capstone, and it is perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. Um, What are we doing? Food news now, huh? I got a terrible one, but it's terrible for all the wrong reasons. Man, all right, let's just get it over with. Yummy. Um, yeah, we I, had an oral contract. That's right. Where we, we would did. like alternate disgusting and good. So this is cu- disgusting, but in, in a totally different way. Uh, I skipped the Chipotle brand cilantro soap in the Mountain <laughs> Dew you. and the Mountain Dew grilled cheese sandwich that I saw on a TikTok. Thank video. you. What? What the fuck? The sound yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> and this week we are doing Stouffer's Frozen Dinners. Okay. That sing holiday music to you. <laughs> Wait, what? what? They sing while they're in the microwave. Hold on, is this like the like greeting cards where you open it up and it plays a song? Is this like that sort of thing when you open yeah, up? Yeah, it's the like box? the try me button in the toy aisle. What? Yeah. So Stouffer's is bringing holiday cheer to the frozen food aisle with the release of a new singing lasagna and mac and cheese boxes <laughs> that play a festive 15-second jingle at the touch of a sticker button on the front of select boxes. Hey, do right, you like carolers but live alone? First thing, if you're bringing this shit and I mean, playing I guess it your off, life is already sad if this is like what you're having for dinner anyway. But You know, you're not wrong. But my fear is they're making this sort of holiday-oriented. If this is what you're bringing to the family dinner and passing it off as your own, there's a special place in hell for you, okay? There is. Don't lie about Stouffer's. But, yeah, it's just the mac and cheese, just the lasagna, all sizes. They can be found in retailers uh, right now. Oh, gosh. Okay, this is not the food news that I was expecting. No, it's never the food news that you're expecting. It's always the one you deserve. Well, I'll I will find say one, I'll find one at the store the next time I go, and I'll I just push, find the, one just I'll just push the sticker, and then I'll put it back. It's weird that they're I getting mean, to work. At this is a fine person. holiday inclusion. I actually prefer this over them like trying to like put like fucking gingerbread on their mac and cheese or some shit like that. <laughs> you know, that's that, coming next. Yeah, that's Are you listening, Stouffer's? We want gingerbread. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was saying this no. is better. Uh, yeah, that was a weird one. I couldn't pass it up. So, all right, let's get into this moment. All right, this is it, y'all. This is the revolution happening as we speak. Bleeding Cool is reporting. They're doing a lot of rumor mongering on this, okay? Oh, yeah. There's a ton of rumor mongering, but I'm down yeah. for it. Let's, let's dive in. Uh, Bleeding Cool is reporting that both Transformers and G.I. Joe are being taken away from IDW by Hasbro Oof. and will be moved to another publisher next year. Oh, you were mentioning them losing uh, Transformers. I don't think that you mentioned them losing Joe. You were speculating yeah. about losing Joe when we had that discussion. Yeah. No, he wrote both stories. There were two different stories that they're losing both. 
Um, we don't know what this means for the rest of Hasbro's properties or the action verse that aren't currently being published. That includes Mask and Micronauts and what the hell? And they'll they'll all slowly go the same way as Transformers and Visionaries. And do they Joe. not come with it? Yeah, Visionaries. They, they, yeah, visionaries. They, they just play Follow the Leader. That's all they no, do. No, it should just I'm go. Pretty with... sure they are all bundled together, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they've got. They should be all bundled together. Um, but then. They also reported that editor-in-chief and former Transformer scribe, John Barber, one of my favorites, is no longer the editor-in-chief at IDW. IDW yeah. did not confirm or deny this. But I have a follow-up to this. Just today, Bleeding Cool reported that they found a job opening on the IDW website for an executive editorial director. Dun-dun-dun. Now, in the job description, Bleeding Cool points out that there is nowhere mentioned that they're going to be working with an editor-in-chief. Now, that's a little bit of a stretch, you know, for confirmation that <laughs> there's no longer an editor-in-chief at one of the premier comic book publishers. Um, but, I mean, well, everybody... Will it be one of the premier comic book publishers the way it's going? Not if they lose this shit. No, man, they already lost their Star Wars shit that they were publishing. Now they're losing the Transformers. They're losing G.I. Joe. Those are big money makers for them. What do they have left? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and My Little Pony. But My Little, My Pony's Little Pony's Hasbro. Hasbro. My yeah. Little Pony will sell no matter where it is. But Hasbro My Little Pony's it. also Hasbro, so that will probably leave. It doesn't too. do a fat lot of yeah. good for IDW if they're not the ones publishing it, though. Yeah. Oh, no, no for sure. But there's no confirmation that they're losing My Little Pony. There's or not even a rumor. But I but I agree with you. Yes, if Hasbro's yanking all this shit away um, from IDW now, why wouldn't they yank everything? Yeah, and give it to somebody else. Um, where do we want to see Transformers and Joe go, and where do we think it will go? Those are two I, different questions. I would want it to go to Boom. Me too. Me too. And I would think, honestly, it would probably go to Boom. If it if it went to any of the, if it didn't go to Marvel, it would go to Boom. Is what I Marvel. Would. It wouldn't be able to spend put the attention on it that I would want them to put. Exactly. That's why yeah. I don't want it to go to Marvel. Yeah, and when, if it goes into... to Marvel, it would be like a Conan situation yeah, where yeah. they'll give it to Jason Aaron for a year, and then they'll just like go. Not by that the I wouldn't want to see. Oh, if it's like Conan. Yeah, you would see like uh, you'd get like Optimus Prime on like the Sci-Fi Avengers or whatever. They've done that. They've had a trans uh, a crossover between Transformers and Avengers that was quite good. I'm just saying something like okay. Savage Avengers, where it's like an but ongoing for a little while. Oh, that would be rad. Avengers, but, that would be yeah. fucking cool. Um, but I mean, I've had a lot of great times with Transformers comics and with GI Joe comics. Even this Tony Stark one upgrading Optimus that they, Prime. That they fuck. Oh, dude, that would be rad. Yeah, but IDW, um, let's be honest. Uh, they have been letting us down the last few years with with both. what they've been doing with, with both franchises. Yeah, we had a, that big false start with that last G.I. Joe iteration. No, this I was a was great, great run. Yeah. They cut it short. It ended then, with this. It ended, you could tell it ended prematurely with an oversized one shot where they cleaned up. Remember, it was Major Blood and Dr. Mm -hmm. Mindbender and Major Blood like sacrificed himself and. I mean, it was a great story, but it it didn't have the impact that it would have had if we would have pulled a little bit further on a lot of the threads that we're building. This dude right here, who like is the new guy, the dude with the red jacket, who joins Pineda. 
yeah, basically, who joins G.I. Joe, you know, as a civilian and does it because he wants to fight the terrorists. Canadian is too much of a piece of shit to join the Joes, I would yeah, say. Sure. But, mm-hmm. Well, the Joes were desperate. is a real big piece the, of shit. The Joes were desperate in this one. But, I mean, if Marvel gets it, it's going to suck. I don't even know if there's another answer besides Boom. And that may say a lot about the industry right now. Yeah, you know, like, I... I could outside. I could think maybe Dark Horse. That's that would be my choice. Would be Dark Horse. So Dark Horse is your Dark Horse pick for this one. Yeah, Dark Horse would be my Dark Horse pick. But even then, like it's not going to go to AfterShock. It's not going to go AfterShock. Don't going to go to Vaults. No, it's not. They're not big enough. They ain't big enough. It's not going to go devil's do or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, Hasbro's not going to give this to a publisher that isn't a premier publisher. No. So the only other place that the only other reasonable place to kind of image. think about going is going to Image. You think Image I was about to say Image license. like Image doesn't do licensed stuff. Yeah, Image I mean, they could do though. They could. I don't want Image to do licensed stuff. I don't either. Um that would take way too much editorial work and I'm not sure Image has the infrastructure to be able to do that. No. You need an editor who's going to be able to do more than one series. You need multiple series, and you're gonna want. I'm sorry, dude. The when GI Joe and Transformers were the best was when they were intertwined. It was when you had Action Man and fucking Cup on a cross country road trip. Okay, that's the kind of books we wanted. Even um, then, they didn't give us enough of that. No, that was so good though. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's big news if it happens. 2022 is hopeful. Honestly, I'm hopeful that this does happen, that this does come true. Because IDW, since Phase 2 ended with... Yeah, IDW already shot itself in the foot when it it ended Phase 2. It had had the best comic book universe going at the moment with its two Transformers books. Plus all the other action shit that was going on. I mean, it had me caring about the fucking visionaries. Dude, for a while there, there was a tra- the G.I. Joe book by Aubrey Citizen. Remember, that was very good. They were going to Cobra Law. Damn it. They were going to Cobra Law. Oh, really? It. Yes. They were? Yeah. Transformers was carrying three ongoing books. Three. Lost Light, um, uh, uh, Optimus Prime, and, all then, one. and then Till All or One. Three fucking books. And then they had Mask, Visionaries, uh, Micronauts, uh, Rom. Uh, Action Man had a fucking miniseries in there. Yeah. I mean, IDW had it, and then they were like, all right, let's just end this. Like, what are you doing? Maybe Hasbro is sabotaging them. Maybe there's, you know, stuff coming down because the toys were doing their own sort of thing. G.I. Joe Classified was getting ramped up. Um, Aubrey Citizen, you know, running his mouth on Twitter and, and losing that. That was like the first domino. Remember that, that? was, that, was like, that, that was. was like the first domino to fall in that whole Hasbro action verse just going away. And I want that back. I want that back. Uh, we only got one book to review this week uh, as part of IOD or MOD, I guess. Danny Lore and Daniel Kana on Shattered Glass number four. It was okay. Uh, so. You know, all these Shattered Glass books have been okay. It's just whether or not you like that particular take on the character that's being highlighted in this issue. Mm-hmm. And I, I do like this uh, iteration of Goldbug. He is uh, basically just a a war... Uh, he's a tyrant. He's a tyrant in Napoleon one of complex. Autobot cities. Yeah, yeah, you said it best earlier, yeah. 
Napoleon complex. And he's got, he's got this huge Napoleon complex. Uh, you know, he's gold bug because his old body was destroyed in a previous battle. So all the deset or all the Autobots think he's basically just shit. He's the shits because he's not any good at combat or anything. So he has this big chip on his shoulder. They also all think he's a whiny baby because he keeps trying to point out where everybody else is trying to plot around him. And everybody's like, yeah, of course everybody's trying to plot around us. We're the bad guys. What do you expect is yep. going to happen? Yep. He's all paranoid. He really wants Jetfire to, to get this Starscream thing done because Starscream has like the key to awaken Metroplex. Mm-hmm. I'm not really following all that, although it's actually kind of interesting. <laughs> But, but it's, it's like, all in the background, which yeah. is the problem of this whole series is like the the story has been in the background, uh, and you really have to parse it together between these character highlights that may or may not matter because sometimes the characters they highlight are dead by the end of the issue. Exactly, that happened in this fight right here, which was actually a really fun. Uh, all the fights in this issue were panels. fun. Uh, yeah. Skywarp, yeah, pops Goldberg up, just... tries to save Starscream. I um, shit out of him. <laughs> Yeah, Goldbug just destroys them. And then it has a fun take on the Insecticons. Oh, yeah, I got that, too. They're kind of like the Dinobots a little yeah, bit. Yeah, there's a, an honorable, like, sort of brotherhood there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's really interesting. Um, I, I wish they were able to flesh all of this universe out a little bit it's, more. It's an interesting story that's just not being told in a very interesting, cohesive way. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's more I would rather they explore this universe than tell the story they're telling. A series of one-shots within the Shattered Universe would probably be I feel like that would have be been better. better. Yeah. You know, and you can have all of these great takes by all of these different writers, you know, if you wanted. Um, but again, we've as we have already established, IDW has no fucking clue what they're doing with these franchises anymore. So, uh, yep, there's your moment of destruction. We'll have more on that, hopefully in the next few months at a new publisher. Mm-hmm. Let's do top three. I think we'll start with Taylor. I don't think Taylor's started in a while. Maybe you say so. Yeah, I don't really keep track, but it feels like you haven't. All right. So um, like we were saying earlier, a lot of good books this week. So I'm just going to rapid fire some honorable mentions real quick. Cool. Uh, Batman the Detective wrapped up this week. It was a lot of fun from beginning to end. It's our boy Tom Taylor uh, running Batman, and it's definitely the best Bruce Wayne uh, comic out right now, which is not a high bar to clear, but, you know. Um, Avengers number 50, or 750. I'm not sure, actually, which number to say there. It's Um, number 50, 750 Legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it. But $10 was a lot to pay for what was essentially one big setup for the next arc. In a book that has been doing nothing but setting stuff up and yeah. not really it's wrapping like, anything up. Yeah, it's like they took what should have been the last issue of the that World War She-Hulk. Okay, so that's fair. They took what should have been the last issue of World War She-Hulk in the first issue of the next arc and just put them in the same book and gave Basically. us a Thor backup. And then added a bunch of other stuff too. Yeah, I mean, there was they had the eye guy in here. Well, you you always have to have Orb in there because it's a Jason. Aaron Jason, Orb. that's one of his Orb, pet characters. Yeah. Orb is one of it his really pet is. characters. He hasn't done shit since Original Sin, where he got that other Watcher eye. So I'm glad, yeah. finally, years later, he's finally killed <laughs> yeah. that bastard. So we can tie up that loose end. Dude, it's had to have been at least five years. 
since that book. Uh, but that being said, as much as like this was too much to ask for like basically two issues put together, um, it was a lot of fun. I really like Jason Aaron's Doom Supreme character. Um, these masters of evil are pretty fun. Um, yeah. They are continuing along with like the Squadron Supreme of America, and they killed that piece of shit Doctor Spectrum. Yep. So, th- yep. So uh, un- very unceremoniously too, just like one panel. Here's his yeah. part. I'm like, oh, uh, weird. But, but he okay. still got to be a piece of shit before that. Though. He did. So. He, he did. Really, really he did. was a piece yeah. of shit right up to the end. But yeah. yeah, so it was. I liked what was there, but I can't put that in my top three in good conscience because of the price point. Uh, I couldn't do it because it was all over the place. I think my favorite part of the book was uh, T'Challa and Namor again. I love anytime yeah. they're hanging out. I love it. I just I love it so much. But and and Aaron does a really good job with him. He does. He does a good job with both characters. Um, uh, um, honorable mention for Trial of Magneto, which really is like the resurrection of Scarlet Witch. It is. Calling it the Trial of Magneto is a total load of shit. But um, apparently it wasn't Magneto because of the way Scarlet Witch was acting. But next issue, I guess, starts with her being like, "Oh, by the way, it was this person." Yeah, it's weird. It was a weird cliffhanger. Yeah. Just very... So much for X-Factor investigating stuff. It was very, very. I think that's the only way to put it. It was just a lot Yeah, that was a big plot point in this issue, right? That, like, Wiccan and uh, Speed show up, and they're like, oh, hey, here's something you did not consider. Oh, shit. I guess our investigation up to this point was a complete waste of time. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then... Also, Kaiju. Yeah, also, also kaiju. Some kaiju that Scarlet Witch imagined into existence, which no, that was the secret to literally no one who was reading the book. Um, and another thing, like they're going to resurrect Wanda, and it's like, holy shit, she's resurrecting herself. I'm like, wait, what? What is she doing? What is happening in this book? Wait, I mean, Scarlet Witch is a character that's weird as shit. So you know, if they're gonna do it with any one character, she's a fine no, one. No, you're to do right. It, it works, but I was just like, wow. Okay, it's, okay. Whatever. So she's the second person to do this. Then, uh, who else? Legion uh, did it. Legion did oh, it. Yeah, Legion. Well, Legion like basically exists as like a disembodied brain. So yeah, sure. if you have a body for him, you can just enter it whenever he fucking wants to. Yeah, that's true. Um, wow, Dave's schooling me on the X Men. It's a weird, weird episode. <laughs> All right. Um, Sorry. I'll do a final, no, final honorable mention for uh, Wonder Girl number five. Um, Joel Jones was not on the art this week, but it was still pretty good. Like it they was, did a, yeah. it was good art. Like that, I would have thought was real. Like the only bad thing I can say about it was that it wasn't Joel Jones doing it herself. It's the same problem I have with the Black Widow books when Rafael de la Torres is on there. And Elena Casagrande is not. Yeah, I mean that's tough to step in to it like is. be the pinch hitter, you know, for no. really talented artists like that. No. But I but, understand why they do it because you got to wait on that good art. Yeah, and uh, but I will say though that like the there were some really cool battle montages. I really like seeing like this uh this new tribe of Amazons. They're home for the first time. That was all really cool. So yeah, I definitely enjoyed what was there. But anyway, finally getting to um. <laughs> Yeah, that was I, that was real rapid fire. Dude, there was a lot this week, and he didn't Man, mention that any was, of the books. I could have t- we could have talked no. a lot more about all that stuff, but <laughs> yeah, okay, but fair enough, fair enough. All right. Um, oh, in that case, I won't talk too much about my number three, which oh, was uh, Justice League Dark Annual. This was actually a disappointment to me. The art was terrible. I, well, the art was kind of a disappointment, and then I thought this was going to wrap up the Justice League Dark story. It absolutely did not. That's true. It and also, apparently, we're ahead because, like, yeah. the stuff that like concluded in Atlantis has not been published yet, as far as I'm aware. As so, far as I'm aware, too. Yeah. So 
That was kind of weird. But that being said, like I did enjoy all of the character interactions. I did enjoy the setup for what's to come. It is. I wish they would just do a Justice League Dark ongoing, which maybe they'll start doing. I don't know. Instead of making it a backup in the very disappointingly mediocre Justice League book. they got to get you to buy Bendis somehow. Yeah. Well, I guess they're going to keep stringing me along there. Bendis got to sell books. If Ram V got to do it for him, so be it. Ram V didn't even write this issue. Yeah, I know. But he's writing that backup in Justice League, no? He's the one writing. Uh, yeah, I believe so. He, he he has been, but this particular issue, Ram V yeah. did not write. It's Dan weird. Waters wrote. That's yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I, w- I was not a fan of this of this book. It was okay, but, but... you know what? Oh. Like, I've been it okay. enjoying. Taylor's cutting out. There. Yeah, you cut out a little bit. All at the. He's cutting out and in slow motion. It's wild. It's wild. Uh, anyway, that, that... Dark story. Not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Um, just no, because you've been keeping choice. up with it and everybody wants more of the... Oh, uh, shit. We lost him. Of the Justice League. Oh, I, I did, the weather's gone. I didn't, I didn't mean that. to shit him out of the podcast. Uh, he'll be back. I'm sure he'll jump back in. Uh, I'll go. Uh, all of the X-Books were solid. Avengers 50 was way too much of a good thing. Uh, we're talking about artist swaps. Uh, Martin Simmons was not on this week's issue of Department of Truth. He had a fill-in artist, and it was still just as damn good. Um, those are my honorable mentions. Uh, Marauders 26 was fantastic. Um, That's my number three, man. Awesome. Uh, my number three was Nightwing Annual. That's my one of my honorable mentions, yeah. Uh, Nightwing Annual was fucking great. All you got to know is it was the Dick and Jason show. Uh, doing Red Hood and Nightwing shit in an issue. It was really fun, but it also had these terrific, poignant moments in it. You know? Uh, it was Yeah, very it had cool. some cool guys not looking at explosions. Yeah, had cool guys <laughs> look. I mean, that's all you need to know about how dope this book was. No, this was a cool book, though. I mean, it had it had yeah. your nice brotherly love moment. It's, it's also a, a nice play moment. face story, too, which you don't see enough of those. This yeah. one was gone from the shop when I got there. Oh, so. that sucks, dude. That sucks. You should throw Nightwing on your list. I think yeah. it is. It just wasn't in my box. Oh, that anyway. sucks. That sucks. Maybe the shop got shorted. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit. This issue it was a bit rough around the edges. Okay, it wasn't as clean as as I would. Well, the art was definitely a step down from it was, the normal. For sure, it was Sion uh, Torme on the art, uh, and yeah, he is no Bruno Redondo. No, okay? Not even it was close. still fine though. And I miss Bruno because that whole last arc of Nightwing was the fucking Fear State, and he wasn't on that book either. So the next, I'm sure the next six issues are going to be all Bruno. I cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, this Nightwing annual was very cool. I want Taylor to do a Red Hood book well, now. I also, you know, with Alfred being dead for a while now, when you do get some nice Alfred moments, they yeah. actually hit a little bit better than beforehand when, you know, sure. he would pop up all the fucking time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we will be mentioning uh, Alfred popping up into people's minds. Yes, we will well. be. We will be. Definitely. Um, but yeah, number three for me, uh, Nightwing Annual. All right, man. Um, so I'll go on my honorable mentions. Uh, Nightwing Annu- Annual was one of those. Um, also, Robin Annual. Is that a, only an honorable mention? That's for only you? an honorable mention. That's my Mostly because, two. you know, this this is a weird one. I, I think this got hit with delays or something. 
I feel like it because this is way behind. I like that it was behind. Do you? I like because it, like does, it does the whole thing where it introduces you to all the combatants who have already been all why. defeated. It gives you the reason why they're there. And I it think does. That's, I think that's more important now after issue number six because we got some more background on a lot of those characters, including Connor. Well, we're uh, definitely on flatline. We're, we're on issue nine. It just, it just no, feels like this, happens, this is way... This happens before issue six. And then I also don't like it because it threatens another Batman event. At the I, end. I'm okay with that. I don't think Batman's going to be in it. But it's going through Batman. Oh, is it? Yes, it goes through, it goes through all of Batman? the Williamson books. Williamson realized, oh shit, I'm writing every book at DC. Yeah. I might as well make an event between all uh, of them. So it's, it's going to go through Batman, it's going to go through Robin. It's bringing gonna go together the Williamson verse here. Yes. But isn't isn't Bruce moving out of Gotham though? No. Is that going to be included in this? I thought uh, I heard that was he Luke was. was yeah. I know the yeah. I Am Batman guy is moving Jace. to New York, but I thought Bruce himself was leaving as well. I don't I know. Might be. I don't know. I heard uh, something about that, but that wasn't yeah. in any of the uh, Batman stuff that I remember reading I'm from okay last with year. Shadow but War, but dude. that's it. Robin yeah, was go ahead really with your fun. number three. Go ahead with your number three. I'll, I'll talk about Robin again. Robin's uh, a lot a of fun. Bit. Yeah, you'll talk yeah. about it later. Um, yeah. But my uh, then the other honorable mention was yeah, Avengers uh, fifty. But then my number three was Marauders number twenty six, just yeah. because this was a fucking badass Iceman issue. Oh, dude, I Iceman was cool in it, but um. Uh, uh, Harry Leyland as the Black Bishop, dude. He is a favorite of mine, uh, and he was great in this. He was really cool, dude. Yeah, he had some nice character moments in here, uh, getting to reunite it with family and stuff. And yeah, but it was all about really tall Iceman. Yeah, it was all about really tall Iceman fighting Fin Fang Foom with his little tiny shorts. It's so dumb. I loved it. It I is. It's it. great. Uh, I I like this issue because it, it kind of got into um. Res- the poli- the politics around the resurrection protocols, how they were bringing people back by necessity. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, we want Harry Leland at the uh, at the UN, and no one even considered resurrecting him before they needed him. Um, and that's not cool. You know, that's not cool. That's the reality of that's it. Though. Fascism. That's 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 some fascism right there. Yep, that's so I like how the X universe has been working. Uh, I also like in that book how uh, uh, Jerry Duggan is. Like he mentions Conan was living in the Hellfire house, you know, in the Hellfire Club house. Oh, yeah, he does. We, that was we kicked cool. kicked that savage who was living in the house. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, he brings in his X-Men thing uh, where uh, Yurik, you know, is, has right. the scoop about resurrection protocols and they tell Harry to shut the fuck up about it. Uh, so I think that's interesting. Uh, Hickman may not have been writing a lot of books, but the books he was writing, everybody else was feeding off them. Jerry Dugan is writing a lot of books, so he can just feed off of himself. Right, he's, he's doing what more... Joshua Williamson's doing now. Exactly. Now at TC. But Dugan is a is a good enough writer that I think he can keep up. I have, I have more faith with Dugan, but also Dugan's not writing Marauders for much longer. Isn't that getting a new writer, a new team it is. soon? It is. Yeah. It is. So, But still a damn good book. Still a good choice for – yeah, number three. Number three. Uh, and then we're to Dave. I don't know about Dave. There was a really light week on the uh, on the smaller press this week. All right. Uh, my, All right. All right. My Hold on. First honorable mention is going to be Animal Castle number one. I uh, see. I didn't get to that. I so wanted to. Uh, to pretty it. much just like a well, a pretty good pickup from Animal Farm, like just a few years later, where the animals have built like a castle. 
cool. Uh, I, and we we don't get into like the politics of it, but the animal the the book starts off with the execution of a hen. You don't get into politics and the sequel to one of the most political books of all time. (laughs) Well, they they talk about like the president and you know the 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 division of labor and that the dogs are the enforcers. Oh, so they do political. They do get political, but not as deep as not 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 in the first issue. But you know the the solicit said that there was a rat and the rat never shows up in the book. Okay, the rat's supposed to be the revolutionary. Oh, dude, I gotta read that. That sounds Uh, so cool. But it, it basically. It ends with a food riot, and a bunch of animals get become food. Essentially, nice. um, my other honorable mention is going to be Department of Truth, oh. number fourteen. Wild uh, book, wild book. Now, if you know anything about uh, the history of L. Ron Hubbard and Parsons, you know that this actually did happen. They did yeah. they did perform the ceremony in the Mojave Desert to summon the Red Woman, the Scarlet Woman. Well, I mean, they did that in the book, but they, they were friends in real life. But they were they were friends any... in real life, and that yeah. they they talked about this. They talked about how Hubbard used Parsons, and Hubbard was banging Parsons' girlfriend at the time, and pretty much was doing things like this. So there, yeah. there's a lot of uh, if you know if you know your history, like your yeah. that kind of history, the, that's a fairly good uh, book that is very you knowledgeable. Know kid, you know who that kid was at the end, right? Uh, Hawk Harrison. Yeah, you know who that is, right? Oh, I'm trying to think. Uh, who was no, he? No, he's he's the guy from the book who wears that American flag hat. Ah. That old man. Ah. Yeah, dude. That's what I was like. Oh shit, that kid is that guy. Yeah, that was the big takeaway for me. But but yeah, good book, great. But book. Uh, Tinyan Tinyan knows his stuff when it comes to like the conspiracy theory and yeah. the woo factor of a lot of things. Yeah. So yeah. that that was a real treat to read. Nice. Uh, my number three pick uh, this week is actually a book from uh, Bad Idea. It's a it's a, a two two part book, two different stories in the books: uh, Refuse and uh, Last Resorts, is what it's okay. called. Okay. Um, Margaret Savage does the interior artwork for Refuse. Refuse, nice, nice. Um, refuse like trash, like like you find a refuge. A refuge. Uh, refuge. Uh, refuge. I thought you were saying refuse, like garbage. Yeah, I thought he was too for. for uh, but um, I think you were trying to overpronounce refuge. It's fine. Right. You did good, Dave. <laughs> say it the way you say it, bro. You but, feel it when you say it. But it's it's essentially a the that defeats the, the point of having a pronunciation. It does. It does. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> I've been derailed. Um. The, the, there's very it's a, it's beautiful interior artwork uh, and it's just art told by Margaret Sinovich and it's just art telling the story there's very little dialogue in it it's nice. a woman that nice. uh, we don't know if she crash landed or she just deliberately uh, hid away on this planet but, oh, she, wow. but she this woman just basically uh, is like Robinson Crusoe oh fun that's uh, fun. So alien, sci-fi Robinson Crusoe. It, it, but she, but she's uh, learning from the animals what's safe to eat, and she eventually she gets she's tired of uh, things, and she finds her spaceship, and then she realizes that she she made this choice, but she kind of misses things, so she goes back. Okay. Uh, the other story is called Last Resorts. It's a futuristic dystopian story. Uh, essentially, have you ever? Uh, 
heard of uh, To Think Like a Dinosaur? I think it's like a Ray Bradbury book. Uh, I know there was I know there was an episode Dinosaur of, Planet. He did a book called Dinosaur Planet. Uh, it might they? be, it, I might get me getting my streams crossed here, but there's a, I know there's an Outer Limits episode from like the one in the 90s where yeah. there was an episode where these dinosaur-like aliens developed teleporter technology, but when you use the teleporter, it makes a clone of you, so you have to, the clone has to die. Oh, like the Prestige. So, I've never seen the Prestige. Oh, well, I've just spoiled it for you. Sorry. Thank you. <laughs> Actually, I did get the prestige spoiled for me. Like, and I have never seen it either. It's an awesome uh, movie. It's it is an awesome movie. Yeah. yeah. But essentially, this uh, corporation has these teleporters that uh, can send you anywhere in the galaxy. That's and cool. they give you a free trip, one free trip, but the other trips you have to pay for, apparently. Okay. Uh, so this one guy is manipulating the system using fake. Uh, identity fake identities and stuff and making multiple free trips and then he finds out that he's been cloned and that his clones are being used as a labor force oh rad that's cool and that there's also like uh when a clone when there's too many clones or something happens to the clone then their bodies are their organs are harvested for uh sure. organ cool. harvesting for replacements yeah. and stuff and that's every cool. and this organization this corporation is giving trips to everybody so there's clones of everybody and this is happening too that's that's a cool sci-fi story but it is it is sci-fi story it is it just went it just went one direction to another direction really fast mm -hmm. fast it became like the 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 guy went around started freeing his clones and they started a revolution and it was just crazy yeah and then that idea is going away man this is like one of the last books but they're good him. books they're great yeah. books nice good but choice it was great uh i wish i could get them i can't find bad idea books anywhere you can't find them where you're at now well, anywhere, even when I was looking for him, you know, or I had the opportunity to look for him. I couldn't find him. Uh, Taylor, number two. Uh, my number two is going to be the human target number two. I'm really enjoying this as like a noir story, right? Like Greg Smallwood is a perfect fit for this type of like, you know, hard boiled detective story type of feel that they're going for. And um, they're introducing ice in this one as sort of the femme fatale, like, you know, the dame with like legs for miles, that sort of shtick. And um, my office, she smells like roses. <laughs> yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm liking the way this is shaping up. I'm enjoying sort of all the like mystery aspect of this. This is a whodunit. In fact, the uh, variant I got, they have it set up as like a clue board. Only they're calling it whodunit. Yeah. Um, Apparently all the suspects are in Justice League International, so that's a fun uh, gimmick to have thrown in here. Gives us a good excuse to see a lot of characters as the series goes on. And yeah, I'm thinking it's a lot of fun. So cool. I'm curious to see where it keeps going from here. Yeah, I skipped this this week. There was just so much. I I just I just didn't get it. I mean, yeah, it was a real onslaught this week. It I had was. to cut some things that I really wanted to get this week. It was. But yeah, solid choice. Uh, Gotta get I mean, them $10 books. You know, shit. There were a lot. Yeah, I wasn't able to get that Wonder Woman Historia thing. That was. Oh, on. we'll talk about it in a little bit. Uh, okay. My number two is Robin Annual, uh, Williamson, Roger Cruz, Victor Olazaba, Jorge Corona cover. Uh, just cool art. Uh, oh yeah, was, definitely cool art. Yeah, um, great art, and it had a. Uh, it's like giving you like this background. Like he hacks the back computer, and he gets Bruce's files on all of these people that he's combating with. It's but not it's Bruce's files. Those are his files. Yeah, but he was able to hack Bruce's files to get to his files or something. Yes. Because he's, like, not allowed in the back computer. He's grounded. 
uh, from the back computer. But it did, yes, preface this uh, Shadow War that's upcoming. But to me, this was a good annual because it gives you background on the story that is happening in the book that it is an annual of. And yes, this is the only does. annual from this week that fucking did this. Actually, it's not. I didn't read Joker. <laughs> I didn't read Joker. But the other ones I read did not fucking do that. Okay. No, they did not do that. But but this one did. It also gave you the origin for uh, what's her name? Flatline. Uh, Flatline. Yeah. Oh, and it was so good, dude. Yeah. The origin is she's basically Taskmaster, but she can't read your moves she, until you die. She's, she's Taskmaster and the kid from Sixth Sense mixed yes. together. Yes. And whenever somebody dies in front of her, she sees the ghost of that person and can like absorb their skills and powers. Yeah. That's pretty rad. And it's, it's it rad is. because at one point in the story, uh, Robin dies. So he's wondering, oh, did she pick up on my powers? You know what I mean? So that's going to come into play. But it's it's really cool in the beginning, though, because yeah. it, she her powers manifest when her grandfather dies. Yeah. They go to see her grandfather who's in the hospital, and he dies in front of them. And then right when he dies, she's like, oh, shit, I see everything. Did you know that Grandpa was a serial killer? Yeah. And then she gets, like, all of his serial killer powers, basically. Yeah. And then she goes and finds, uh, what's his name, Deadman? Not Deadman. Lord Deathman. Yeah, no Deathman or some shit. Lord Deathman. Yeah, Lord Deathman. Lord Deathman from, like, those old Batman stories. Yeah, who just died. He's basically immortal. So every time she kills him... She's gaining more, you know, powers as he. It's wild, dude. Uh, but is this the guy that dies, resurrects, and comes back with a different power? Uh, I don't know about I that. I don't think he did that. In That's resurrection, Maybe, man. Okay, yes, yeah. yeah, so that is resurrection. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Him. Uh, Keep her away was, from him. It, it was really fun. It, it's the way to present an annual, and in a week that was really heavy with annuals, it it was fantastic. I had a great time with it. Uh. So, yeah, I guess go ahead, Adam. So, uh, my number two was the Joker annual. Um, Speaking of great noir stories, and also speaking of annuals that give you background to the story that's going on currently. So, uh, first off, this has art. Frank Avia art is chef's kiss. It's amazing. It really sets that tone for your, uh, your noir story. The story set uh, during Jim Gordon's first year as commissioner. So it's like one year after like the long Halloween, basically. Oh, okay. Um, cool. So they've cleaned up the streets of Gotham, the mobs all the way. And the police are kind of taking it easy. Um, all the police force, they're not really taking their job seriously. Harvey's coming to work drunk. Nice. Um, nice. And Jim is seeing all of this and he's seeing... You know, now that he has no outside threats to deal with, he's seeing the threats that are inside the police department. He's seeing all the crooked cops and stuff. Um, He's seeing the cops that are pulling people into interrogation and basically torturing them into giving false confessions. And it's him dealing with all of this stuff. And he basically fires the half of the police force in this issue. Um, But you find out. Um, the reason why he fires half the police issue is because there's been no crime for a year. The Joker has been quiet. There's been no big organized crime. Let's bring him out. 
But the big <laughs> thing is, is this issue is Joker's pulling a prank on Jim Gordon. The reason why he hasn't been pulling any crimes is because he wanted Jim Gordon to fire all of his people so that it clears the way for Joker to come in and do his crime wave. Classic Joker. Yes. Classic. And, it, and it ends with this great pinata reveal at the end, which yeah. is just beautifully drawn with a nice note to Jim Gordon. So he Joker makes sure makes sure that jo- Jim Gordon knows that it's all his fault that whatever's happening is about to happen. That's your cool. cost cutting measures have cost you yeah. the city. Quit laying people <laughs> off. Quit laying people off, Jim. Yeah, great choice, man. You rave about this book; it's a constant on your list. I got to catch up on it. It's really the find best time. Batman Tinian related shit that he's been writing, which is again not a low, gotta, not a high bar to. Sure. Yeah, I got to check it's that good. out. Uh, Big D. Ah, scumbag number eleven. I see. I didn't. I didn't read this. Either. I, 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 totally I uh, didn't pick this one up this week. It's in my box. Ah, it, totally it forgot about this. Such it, a big week. Oh, yeah. but. Ernie does something good, and it cost him everything. Well, let's not go into exasperating detail so that you don't spoil it. For well, Adam yeah, I don't, wanna, don't spoil it. Yeah, don't spoil it. But but just I, consistent. Who is the artist on this this would, month's issue? Uh, this artist on I think this we month's mentioned issue it on the preview show, but I don't remember. I think it's Bocci. Bocci. Oh, it's Bocci. That's right. R- Roland Bocci. Nice, nice. Yeah, but yeah, I won't. I won't go into too many details, but. Ernie does something really good for all the wrong reasons. And well, it's always for the wrong. It's reasons. always always right. for the wrong right. reasons. But, but it's usually the bad thing. But he does reasons. he does he does something unselfish this time. I'll just put it that way. It'll hurt him every time. It'll hurt you every time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. Consistently terrific book. You know, it's depraved as hell, but man, it's so much fun. Uh, that leads us to number one. My number one is New Mutants number 23. That's my number one. I thought we would have the, the same one this week. Fantastic. I'm not surprised, yeah. Because, okay, so they have gone into the mindscape of the New Mutants and the Shadow King. And Man, they it is trippy as shit. Absolutely. There's a lot of really strong art showcases this week, but this really blows everything else completely out of the water uh, i it's have an amazing. argument for that that i will make in a little bit but yes go ahead. well fuck you you're wrong because this no, blows we'll everything see. else this week completely sure. out of the water it yeah. was okay at least let's say it's really really good how about that no it is it is fantastic i uh, i had a great time reading this um i also really love the yeah. way that they wrote it where like we kind of we see like the play script right to like kind of move the plot along and they also like work that into the background as they're making their way through like this MC Escher painting of a setting, you know? Yeah. But I also just really love this issue for the meaning behind it, you know, Um, about how it's not necessarily about forgiving Farouk for all the things that the shadow King and he by extension have done to all of these people, but it's about recognizing that Farouk is awesome. A victim. Yes. All of this. And also, deserves to be saved at the end they don't shy away from the complicated nature of what's happening here we're like yeah he has done a lot of terrible things and it's not just like this saccharine cheesy thing we're like we need to just let it go no you can still be mad at him but also recognize that it's more complicated than that recognize that he is a victim and 
it is very common for people who have been victimized to become victimizers, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic issue. I mean, it's always a solid book. Always a solid book. Yeah. It's it ever since this new creative be, team, it's top yeah. tier of the Xbox for sure. Yeah. Could probably always be in, in the top three any week it comes out. Yeah. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. Uh, I guess that comes to me. My number one, uh, Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez on Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazons number one. Uh, the story is solid. It's Kelly Sue DeConnick. She knows how to write a damn book. It gets a little bit deep. It almost loses itself, you know, in this story because it's just so big and talking about all these different tribes and the founding leaders of these tribes and things like that. But the art is a flex on every fucking page the art in this page with all these jars floating around is this good on every page, this epic, this detailed, wow. this full. Um, I mean, look at this, just the sequential art going on in this, the comic booking going on in this with, with panel placement and design choices. It's crazy. like this on every page. Everybody should pick this up. Even if you're just going to glance at it and you're not even really dive into the story. It's, amazing uh this could give echo lands a run for its money for best art of the year it's fantastic it's so good echo lands has a lot more issues out you know so it's probably got the lead but man i was pleasantly surprised with just how gorgeous this book was and there was no way it uh this is a book that'll last you know once all three issues of this are out people will talk about this if not for the story for Jimenez's work uh, on this art, it might be the best work he's ever done. Well, it's good to see, right? If you're gonna take, if you if you are going to do like this pre-siege format, like you know, do like these minis. This yeah. is what you should be doing with That's it, right? Like, give bold. us a fucking onslaught of artwork, you know? Yeah. Big bold, yeah, just fantastic book. Uh, yeah, my number one of the, of the week. No way it wasn't going to be after I. I mean, it was jaw dropping every time you turn the page. You're like, what? How? You know, how did the guy do this? It's so good. Um, Adam, I think you mentioned it. You're number one. Yeah, mine. Number one was New Mutants, New Mutants. 23. It's amazing. Uh, Farouk right here. It's so It good. is. So Farouk good. and Shadow King. But, yeah, I don't think we really need to get into That leads us one. to Big D. Wrapping it up. All righty. Da-da-da-da. I really got a kick out of King of Spies number one. That's what you chose. Yeah, I really enjoyed that is a it. Terrible choice. I liked it. <laughs> wow. Hey, I'm, be, I'm gonna be Taylor here. I'm sorry. It, it, we, we could I not go a week. Taylor's pick. We could not go a week without me shitting on one of Dave's picks. I'm sorry, but that is it. That was man. I was not impressed by this. Hey, go Gilmer, ahead, go ahead. shut up. Let David. You're talk. right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it, it's the opening of the book is basically a nonstop <laughs> it's kill. Action. It's kill, <laughs> killing everything. He's just like yeah. killing the twins. It's like John Wick. No, no. Yeah, it it's is. Like John it's like John Wick. Yeah. But he, when when we jump to modern day, he's kind of looking at his regrets, and he 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 was talking about like you know we did these things for the reasons for king and country, but we left a lot of terrible people in the world, and now that the guy is only got so much time to live, he's decided yeah, he's got inoperable. He's got an inoperable uh, tumor. He's cancer or something like that. Uh, he's going to die only, soon. In six months' time, and he's just decided yeah. that he is going to take out as many pieces of shit as he can take out. See, to me, the book started is- off as a redemption story, 
and then it ended up being a revenge story and not really a revenge story, you know, cause he's not trying to get revenge on these people that he's going to murder. He's getting revenge on his bosses for not sending him to murder them originally. I don't know. I think Mark Miller's a little lost in the weeds here. It was definitely full of action. I could definitely see the appeal of this, especially with the way Millar writes his shit for TV. This would make a great, I mean, dude, the opening four or five pages to this, if that was the first 15 minutes of a movie, that would there's no inc- way I'm not watching that movie. That I'm would be an incredible movie. I mean, it's, yeah. it's the invasion of uh, Nicaragua in the 90s. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's, but yeah, it just, he just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, the closest thing I could probably give it a comparison to is the movie Falling Down. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but but it's know, more political. It's way more political. It's a little that. more. It's yeah. Yeah, there is a bit of an element of political to it. But yeah. like uh, when like those, I guess they're Russians or something in the club yeah. are like are like just mistreating the waitress, and he just goes in the bathroom and kills them all. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It like triggers him, and he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go murder these scumbags." And that that and it it's was like he's becoming an inter- changing from international spy to international vigilante. And I wasn't expecting, I just wasn't expecting that story. But I, out. but there was like these John moments. Wick, they murdered his dog. He had a reason to do what he was doing. This guy, it doesn't seem like his reason. He wants are to leave him at all. His reason, basically, his reason is this he wants to leave, you know, he thought he was leaving the world a better place for his kids, but that's not the fact. Now he's going to try to leave the world a better place for his kids, even though they're but there's all... also like this hint of where. There's he's another also doing it for selfish reasons. Like he's trying to still prove to himself that he's got it. He's still trying to prove to himself that he did do some good for the world and not for his kids, for his own ego. Cause he lived this life, this job where he had to do these terrible things and he doesn't feel like he's like regretful. He regrets that. I can and the see way that. he's the, the way that's manifesting itself as an outlet is for him to do more terrible shit. Only on his terms, not the government's terms. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It was not bad. The art was great. The art was terrific. The art was terrific. But on such a heavy week, dude, there was no way. There was no way this was going to even make my list. But Well, I mean, I didn't pick up like any of the annuals and I did. I skipped the Avengers book. So, I mean, I just kind of stick with what I like. No, no one's judging you. Am I judging him, guys? You sounded a, a lot bit, like you yeah. were judging him, yes. Maybe his choice, his choice, not him. Just <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right, whatever. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We really appreciate it. Um, if you want more, check out the Comic Bullies. They're going to record tonight. You can go to OutrightGeekery.com and find links to all the different shit we got going on. There's all kinds of different stuff up there. We're going to be back tomorrow night to do our preview show. We've got a best of show in the pipe coming sooner or later. There's just a whole lot of shit going on. Big Willie, I think, is still around somewhere. I haven't talked to him in a while. He he just sits motionless on his screen. Doesn't blink, doesn't breathe. Uh, But yeah, we got a whole bunch of of new stuff coming. Um, Maybe in the new year we'll do something else too. I'm not sure. Hopefully IDW loses Transformers GI Joe. We'll talk about that when it happens. Uh, it's the most exciting news of the year for me, man. And it's not even news. It's a rumor. Uh, it's but anyway, again, for IDW. Again, oh, it's bad news for them. Great news for us. Uh, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. But most of all, thanks to these 
three jokers for hanging out with this joker. Anytime, man. Always We're going to do it again next time. Same geek time, same geek chat. You shit all over his pick and then you cut him off. I, it was a bad time. He even, he even got it right this week. I know, it was a little <laughs> bit of bad time.